Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode and I'm so excited because we have Dr. Marisa Snyder. She's a women's hormone practitioner and she's a wellness advocate and she's also a best-selling author of six books. I see one of them behind you right now. Um, Tell us about that one. Well, that's actually book number seven. Um, okay. so it's the one that we've got coming out really soon, and it's all on the it's all on hormones and essential oils. It's called the Essential Oils Hormone Solution. Awesome. So, tell me a little bit about your journey and just what got you passionate about helping other women do this. Absolutely. It's like so often a lot of practitioners usually have a story, you know, we, we've all had our own struggles. We've all had our own, like, you know, things that we've overcome and persevered. And I've had multiple healing journeys, but the biggest one that really kind of took me by surprise was in my late twenties, early thirties, just got into practice. I was kicking butt and I was burning myself out. And I remember waking up one day and not being able to lift my head up off the pillow. I had severe chronic fatigue and Mm -hmm. other things were happening. I had migraines, horrible PMS. Like you did not want to mess with me that time of the month. Um, I was, I put on weight for no reason. I mean, everything just kind of seemed to fall apart. But when I found myself at you know the age of 30, unable to get out of bed because I was so crippling, exhausted, it felt like bone crushing fatigue. That's when I knew something was very wrong. And so I had to, I had to kind of get really clear on what was going on. I had severely imbalanced hormones. I had thyroid issues. I had adrenal issues. I had jacked up Um, estrogen issues and pretty much no progesterone. And I had to begin to kind of rebuild. And a lot of that was through food. A lot of that was through plant therapy, through supplements, and really creating some powerful lifestyle changes. There were a lot of stuff I was doing that I didn't enjoy that was just pure obligation that was completely wearing me down. And so I did a radical makeover, a lot of self-care, a lot of changing the way that I ate, even changing the way that I worked out because so much of it was just burning me to the ground. Um, And over the course of six months, I made major changes. So what is your, what is your diet now? What would you say, um, what is your diet based on? Is there anything that you say, you know, I never eat this or I eat tons of this? I don't eat sugar. 
I, I stay away from sugar as much as possible. I eat a lot of clean, lean proteins, healthy fats, lots of lots and lots of vegetables. That was kind of the big thing I learned is that we need a lot of vegetables to keep our hormones on track. So I try to I try to eat anywhere between a half a pound, at least a half a pound to a pound of vegetables every single day. Mm, awesome. So do you feel like you've just weaned yourself off of sugar? And once you wean yourself off, you're kind of like, okay. I think sugar is the devil. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is that we're all addicted to it, you know, one yeah. way or the other. And the second it creeps back in, mm. um, it was an example. My husband bought two little things of like coconut milk ice cream yesterday. And we have mm. a rule. We're not allowed to have that come into the house. And he just brought it on in. <laughs> what? You are breaking a sacred rule. <laughs> you are, what are you doing? Get out. Um, and you know, it's the thing about it is we, at some point in time, willpower cripples, you know, mm -hmm. and if it's around you and it's near you and someone is tempting you or someone's like, ah, yeah. you know, no big deal. You're going to cheat. You're going to cheat. Your willpower is going to crumble. So for me, a, a big part of that is keeping it out of the house, which I clearly am not doing a good job of regulating at the moment. So, so would you say like you literally never eat sugar or would you say like once a month or... Once Probably once a month, but for the most part, um, even breakfasts are, you know, oftentimes I don't, usually breakfast is like a, like a green juice, like this is, this is, mm -hmm. and it's all vegetables. Um, yeah. So breakfast is very, is usually savory. It's usually like eggs and spinach, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, yeah, I avoid sugar as much as possible. We don't really keep it in the house except for this exception right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, I, I made, what about fruit? What about fruit? I don't do a lot of fruit either. If I do do fruit, it's usually berries and it's usually in a green smoothie with like protein, avocado. So I'm really, I mean, they already have a low glycemic load to begin with. And there are such great benefits to fruit, lots of antioxidants, but I, but sugar is sugar and fruit is fructose and your, your liver has got to figure that out. So I try to decrease it as much as possible. Awesome. All right. Well, let's jump right into our listeners' questions. This is from Jamie in Richmond. In my 20s and in my teens, my period wasn't a problem, but I recently turned 30 and my periods have been out of this world heavy, painful, and crampy. What are some of the best natural remedies and oils that I can use to help alleviate the symptoms? Absolutely. So, I mean, the first thing I always like to say, you know, most likely what's going on is it not it's not necessarily a 30-year-old issue. Usually we don't really start to see those types of changes until 35, 36, when we move into like barely perimenopause. Um, and even still, a lot of girls aren't showing, or a lot of women aren't showing symptoms for that. What I think is going on there is, is most likely an increase in estrogen, like a, a, a estrogen progesterone ratio is probably higher. Um, so worth looking at and seeing what's going on with the estrogen levels. Usually we get really bad PMS and horrible periods and just cramping, all that nastiness comes on when we have too much estrogen in the system. So it's not being metabolized correctly. Mm. I love oils for helping to deal with cramps, helping to deal with PMS. My number one go-to essential oil for that is gonna be clary sage. That oil is the bee's knees. Not only does it help reduce cramps, but it also, it's a stress reliever, it is a mood booster, um, and it really deals with a lot of those symptoms that we deal with during PMS. Now, when you're, when you're, I, I saw a rib that you had that roller that you yeah. were kind of showing me. Show, t tell me about that real quick. So the, the bulk ingredient in this recipe is clary sage. So it's, it's called the superwoman blend. It's literally what I call hormone, like a hormone rescue essential oil blend. And it has um, 
clary sage, geranium, cedarwood, lavender. And can you wear it kind of like as a perfume? And it smells good or? It smells absolutely incredible. Like, you know, you think about like essential oil people and clearly it's becoming more and more popular. But back in the day, I would be walking down the street and this woman would smell like oils. And let's be honest, she mostly smelled like patchouli and it- uh, And I do not like that. I'm sorry, no. but uh, don't get offended if that's what your smell is. But I just hate that smell. It just, it's, it's very granola smelling and I just, I don't know, I don't like it. So yeah, I, I've never actually worn patchouli, but um, so a lot of the blends that I make, I'm really mindful of them. I don't ever want to smell like the oil, the gr granola crunch. <laughs> It smells amazing. And you know, thousands of women have made this blend themselves. Um, I use it every day, but really it's because of hormone support that I use it. And for me, if an oil can get the job done and I don't have to rely on something else, I'm going to use that time and time again. Okay. So uh, this is from June in New York. Her name is June. I am in my early 40s and I've been researching my different options as far as hormones I should be taking. Recently, I came on came upon something online called bioidentical hormones, which some people seem to be arguing are a safer route than taking traditional hormones. Do you have any experience with bioidentical hormones and do you recommend them to your patients? What is your opinion on the risks associated with traditional hormone replacement therapy? Well, I think we're all privy to the risks of traditional hormone replacement therapy, you know, cardiovascular conditions. We're seeing um, an increase in synthetic estrogens in the body. There's a lot of concerns around that. And I'm a big proponent of anything synthetic is not serving the body. So I do not recommend traditional. I'm also very leery of bioidenticals as well. I feel like if women can really support their hormones through lifestyle, through supplementation, mm -hmm. um, through the use of oils, they, they really don't even need bioidentical hormones. You know, oftentimes perimenopause and menopause aren't necessarily, I mean, clearly fluctuating hormones are happening, but very often for us, it's an adrenal concern. It's a stress concern. And so really mitigating lifestyle most of the time works through those symptoms without having to utilize bioidenticals or traditional hormone replacement. So avoid both if you can, because why take them if you don't have to? Um, but unless things get really serious, then I recommend a natural progesterone cream, and that's pretty much it. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. All right, this is from Margaret in Monterey. I don't know if it's Monterey, California. I don't know. But it says, lately I've been hitting the worst afternoon slump around 2 p.m. I have been very mindful about what I eat for lunch in hopes that this would help, trying not to eat anything too heavy or too much sugar. I even try not eating sometimes, but no matter what I do, no matter how much I slept the night before, I hit this slump. I'm wondering now if there's something hormonal because the only thing I cannot rule, that's the only thing I can't rule out. I need my afternoons to be productive at work and in the evenings. I have activities with my kids, church stuff, and I need a solution. What would you say to her? Definitely hormones. It's pretty much, your, it's probably cortisol 
Um, she's probably having deregulated cortisol levels. So often when we are, our cortisol levels are beginning to tank around two to three o'clock in the afternoon, we're completely just drained and exhausted. So worth checking a look at the cortisol levels. The testing I recommend is the Dutch test. It looks at also your cortisol metabolites. So it gives you a good sense of what is going on there. However, if you're looking for a quick solution to kind of get that energy going, my two go-to oils for that is peppermint and wild orange or peppermint and any citrus. They're both powerful dopamine and serotonin boosters. They're going to give you that extra energy boost. All you got to do is breathe them in. And do you, so, you, so what, what would be your main thing? So you have the roller. Do you ever just take some and go, you know, put it on just like your wrist or do you put it on your hands and smell it? What? What is kind of your go-to? Yeah, I actually have it in a like, a, like a little bottle, like a essential oil bottle. So I just combine peppermint and wild orange. It's already pre-made to call it the instant energy blend. And then I just drop two drops on my palms, palms together, breathe them in because we want to get them to the, into the brain. We want to get them into the limbic system because that's where we're firing those energy producing neurotransmitters. So mm. just breathing them in. You can put it on your wrist too, but you need to breathe in those chemical constituents. Awesome. All right. This is from Anonymous. In your podcast with Dr. Wolfson, he talked about a supplement that helps men in the sexual department, but my husband is like yours. He doesn't need that. I, on the other hand, have had really hard time getting in the mood since I had my son about a year ago. Once we get going, I'm fine, but I really struggle to get the desire or to get excited like I used to. Are there any essential oils or natural things that I could try to get me revved up? So just so you know, we, we had a podcast with this guy named Dr. Wolfson. He was a huge hoot. If you have not heard that episode, you have to go back and listen to it. And he was talking about this supplement that he sells, and it, it's called the Boner Supplement. That's exactly the name of it. And um, so it basically what it does is it's a, instead of Viagra, you take this supplement called the Boner Supplement. And so that's what she's referring to. But this sounds like she's the wife. And she said, what I had said is, I, I was like, my husband does not need any help in that area. I said, nobody share this information about the boner supplement to this, you know, to everyone because I don't want him to know about it. He's perfectly great in that, that department. So anyway, so now she's saying, you know, I'm, have, I'm struggling to get, ex, you know, to kind of have my sex drive going is there any essential oils that could help with get her revved up, she said. Absolutely. I mean, first ones, the first ones to consider are you know, oils for reducing stress levels. Probably really busy since she's had her child, since she had her son. But also the go-to essential oil for boosting libido is elang-alang. So elang-alang, my mama always says, put elang-alang on your elang-alang. She <laughs> is like, that is the oil. And that's the one oil you don't want your, your husband or your partner to necessarily know about. Like the second my mom's partner knew about her, that oil. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he'd be like, okay. Okay, where's the lang lang? Let's get it, right? And so, yeah, you can put it on your thighs. You can put it around the area. So, yeah, lang lang is a powerful libido booster. It's an aphrodisiac. Cinnamon, sandalwood, clary sage, those are all great ones. The, the Superwoman blend needs more lang lang for it to really kind of spike into the aphrodisiac realm, but you can always add more of it in there. 
Awesome. Joanna in Texas says, I cannot stand the taste of coffee, but I'm really jealous of everyone who gets their morning caffeine boost and afternoon pick-me-up. I tried caffeine pills, but they make me crazy. What's a good natural energy boost that I can drink or take? Something to consider is matcha. I don't know if she'll be open to it. So matcha green tea has a lot of powerful antioxidants. I wrote a book on it called The Matcha Miracle. Um, it has powerful L-theanine levels, which helps to boost productivity and mental clarity. So that would be the thing I'd recommend if she doesn't like coffee. But then that instant energy blend I talked about earlier, clearly you're not drinking that. And tell me the things that are in that instant energy blend. Just peppermint and wild. Oh, the peppermint. But what, name the things again that, that are in that little tube you were talking about. So the little roller is clary sage, geranium, lavender, cedarwood, um, and ylang-ylang. And, and clearly, clear, yeah, clary sage. So those are those. I, this isn't necessarily an energy blend, although I do, I call it my superwoman blend because I love women to like get into that superwoman state. Mm -hmm. So often we just need to stand up, kind of move around, we're not zombies in front of our computers, that oil will get that done. But the chemical constituents, the monoterpenes, the, um, the menthol content in lemon or orange and peppermint, they're designed to oxygenate the brain and turn the brain back on. So I've used that, that blend for years with thousands of women with great awesome. success. Okay, Carrie in Missouri, I'm 42 and I have not experienced anything that I can identify as a symptom of menopause. My sister is a couple years older than me and she's a big proponent of taking hormones. She's trying to get me to see my doctor and get started, but I don't see the need because my period is still regular, my sex life is great, haha, -ha, and I'm not experiencing any hot flashes, mood swings. Do you think that I need to get ahead of the curve and start some sort of treatment or just wait until I start noticing, quote, the change? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. So no, like I said earlier, we shouldn't even be on hormones to begin with. Mm -hmm. So if you can avoid, if you're feeling great, if you're rocking it, there's a lot of cultures where menopause isn't even a word because the transition is so seamless that they don't, they're not dealing with symptoms. We here, we live a really fast paced, crazy life. Women are all things to everybody all the time. And we're exhausted, we're drained, our adrenals are shot. That's oftentimes where we're experiencing perimenopause and menopause symptoms. So yeah, no hormones unless you, you, you are absolutely crawling out of your skin with symptoms that are completely unmanageable. All right, this is Allison in Montreal. She says, I'm a big fan of the keto diet, which is low carb and high fats. I love how I feel when I'm eating this way. And one of the things I love is that it keeps my period really regular. I have PCOS and it's not something that I experience when I'm, and it, this isn't something that I experience when I'm not really following this diet. The only thing that stinks is my period is insanely heavy, heavy flow, intense cramp. I was reading online that it could be brought on by increased fats. Is this true? And what are some foods that I should be focused on eating right before my period? So it's a good question about the ketotarian diet. I mean, the keto, the thing about the ketotarian diet is you can create inflammation and you can increase estrogen levels. That's probably what's going on. So she's increasing estrogen levels in the body with that because it's more meat heavy. Most likely those meats, especially red meats, have more have estrogen. Hormones. Yeah. 
Exactly. So mm-hmm. there's a book that I love by Dr. Will Cole called The Ketotarian Diet, and its focus is more on vegetables as well. You can still stay in ketosis, but that would be the book I go to. Again, vegetables are key. Lots of green leafy vegetables, lots of cruciferous vegetables. It's going to allow the liver to send that excess estrogen out the door. So you can, you can have your cake and eat it too. Actually, never on the ketotarian or ketogenic diet, but you can, you can literally stay keto and eat enough plants to um to regulate your period and you know what's so great about the pcos situation the reason why she's not having those symptoms is she's eating less sugar sugar completely jacks up our symptoms for pcos so i have um we just before i came in here i was reading a question that was so good i have it planned for our next guest but it was do do you are do you feel like you're an expert on poop at all like, do you, are you, do you know a little bit about it? It was a very interesting question. I'm going to ask it as well on next week's. I don't have it in front of me right now. But basically, the person was saying that one of our guests talked about when you're looking at someone's poop, that you should look in the toilet. And if your poop is floating, that's a really bad sign. But if the poop floats to the bottom, that's a good sign. And so they said they've been looking at their poop and it's starting to float. And they noticed that every time they ate grains, anytime they ate grains or dairy, the poop was floating to the top. But when they were eating just vegetables, lean meats, the poop was going to the ground, you know, going down to the bottom of the toilet. And I can't even remember what they're, you know, and they were saying, is that true? Yeah, I think it's something like, is it true that the, you know, it has to do with the, the wheat and the dairy? And what are your thoughts on that? It, it def, definitely plays a role with dairy, definitely plays a role with processed foods, and sometimes lots of wheats are processed. But what really keeps poop down below is going to be fiber. That mm-hmm. is that dense fiber that's keeping it down. So yeah, so when you see a rise in more vegetables, um, you're going to see in more fiber, you're going to see your, your poop is not only supposed to float or go all the way down, but it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be about the size of your forearm in um, kind of like Lame. a light brown color, no smell. I have a good friend of mine who is like a poop, literally the poop expert. And so mm-hmm. we talk about poop a lot. So yeah, that's what you're looking for. Um, if it's floating, if it's- you'll have to you'll have to tell her to come on the show because it's funny. We're getting so many questions about poop, and it's oh, the best. You're gonna well, have to you definitely have her. Oh yes, I cannot wait to talk to her because honestly, I feel like there's so many questions that can be answered and so many things that can be diagnosed with your poop. All right. Well, it's been a joy having you. So where can our listeners find out more to learn about you and about your podcast or your books? Absolutely. So the podcast is the Essentially You podcast. It focuses on women's hormones and becoming the CEO of your healthcare. Um, The books are on Amazon, so you can find them easily. And then you can come and check me out at drmarisa.com. So those would be the best places. Also, I love Insta. So Dr. Marisa on Insta is a great place to learn recipes. I just posted a blend on libido, like a libido perfume blend today. So if you guys want to mm-hmm. check that out, you can go do that. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know, I think the other thing that we didn't talk about that we should have is about perfumes and how bad they are for your hormones. You know, I absolutely, since I started doing this podcast and I had a guest come on and she said, don't even think about wearing perfumes. I've gotten to the point now, I 
I don't really wear deodorant unless I really know I'm going to like sweat it up. And then I do an all natural version. And then with the perfumes, I'm just doing essential oils. I can't wait to try your blend. That's so exciting. I can't wait to try it. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. And guys, don't forget, if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayWay.com. See you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com slash coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.